Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Psalm 116, verse 12 through the 14th verse. What will I give to the Lord in return for all his benefits towards me? How can I repay him for his precious blessings? Verse 13, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Yes, in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his godly ones. Verse 13. Yes, please. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have unfastened my chains. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call on the name of the Lord. The reason why, you know, after hearing, you know, um, Daphne just share, and, you know, more than you, just just Daphne, but there's been a lot of people that's been reaching out. The reality is that where we are in our lives is that sometimes we are so caught up with what the world is doing how it's moving, what it's actually saying to us, that we actually lose our position. And what I'm sharing is that sometimes we can get so caught up in thinking we're in a great posture with God that we can actually miss what he's actually saying to us because of the things that's around us. So when scripture says, what shall I render, right? What can we as individuals actually do for God? for all the great things he's done for us. The problem has been is that life has a tendency of making us forget what God has done for us because we're so busy on what we can do for others. And the unfortunate part about that is that we can almost like lose our place in our space. It's almost like standing in the line, right? And the moment we start to feel for an individual, we'll let that individual take our place in line. And we'll forget that being late, there's a cause, right? Being obedient or disobedient, there's a cause. And so as I hear certain things, as I watch how God is moving with us, sometimes we lose our place by giving someone something that they didn't take the time to actually take for themselves. So in other words, if you're late, most times you can't get in the space that people who actually wanted to get there on time, be there on time, actually make the sacrifices to be on time. We can sometimes give up that space only because our heart can actually get in the way of truth. The way we move can actually get in the way of truth. And I just believe, you know, as I've been listening to messages and I've been listening to how we as a body have been moving, God has been so kind to us in sharing some things with us that sometimes instead of us really concentrating and spending time with what gives us, we're so quick to give it away to the point that we actually forget that there's something beneficial to us because of the sacrifices we made, right? So anytime you render something, it's because 
there should be a part of you that understands the reason why I receive what I receive because I actually give up a part of me that makes me receive the very thing I'm actually looking for. And so this is why in this season of our lives and, and just even in our position right now as pastor, when I think about um, apostle, when I think about the merge, it can so easily be taken from us because the moment we gain access to something that's greater than ourselves, we have to be careful how we actually share it and this and actually give it to others because until it fully becomes a part of who you are you have to be careful on what you give up you have to be careful on what you share with others only because some things are lawful but not expedient so there are things that i have been learning from god because i realized that there's an emotional side of me that can really disrupt what the spirit is actually doing and because of that, I can sit back and think I have an idea about someone and actually give because the heart, according to scripture, the heart is deceptive. There's times where you can want to share something because you're so full, you feel so good about what's happening that sometimes that when we share it, we share it in a place, in a space where people actually aren't ready for they're not receptive to it. They're not ready to actually receive. And so I'm learning, Pastor Alex, I'm learning that people have a right. Now listen to me carefully. People have a right to reject even the truth. What makes the love of God so powerful? It's because you can actually reject it. You can actually tell God no. You can actually tell God, I don't want it. And so what we do is sometimes because love has the tendency of trying to assist us in assisting others, that we lose ourselves in the process. So today when Daphne reached out and she shared a long text with my, my wife and myself, I'll be honest with you, there's times I'm struggling on what to share with God's people only because so much has been given to us. So much has been shared. So much has been um, demonstrated. I want to make sure that we don't lose on the simplicity, yet the powerful things of God, because we're looking for the next best thing, or we're looking for the next great word, or we're looking for the next great movement. And in actuality, we're forgetting that what he has done is actually enough, which brings Psalms 116 into a reality. What shall I render? The only time you want to render something is because you actually receive something. And when you receive of God, when you believe God in the moment that you believe it, the reality is that you hold on to what becomes your reality, what becomes your truth. What is truth to you? And there's this, you know, um, and we talked about this some time ago. A lot of times people know truth and actually choose not to receive it. People hear truth and choose not to receive it. And if not careful, we can sit and spend time with people 
on something they choose to say, I don't want to receive that. They can choose to say, mm, I actually don't want that. So what happens to us when we're actually rendering back to God? What shall I render to you for what? For all your benefits. The benefits are something that's reality to us. Not because someone was there. Someone, this is why it's called a personal relationship with God. When you realize what God has done for you personally, then what you have, you can actually offer. And when people reject what you have to offer, you have to be okay. You have to be okay with not holding them hostage to your reality. The thing about the love of Christ is that it's so personal that when we get it, we just want to share with the world the great things he's, he's done, but they can actually look at us and say, I don't believe you. They can actually sit back and say, mm, I don't receive that. And so as we grow, and I know there's been some things and, and there's some people have been calling me personally because we've talked about this in this ministry. This ministry is not about, I'm trying to word it right. This isn't about popularity. This isn't about what Pastor Alex can offer, Apostle Kai can offer. This is really about what God will actually share with us. And the reason why I have to be careful is because when you come out of the traditional sense of ministry, when you come out of a space and a place that you're so used to things moving a certain way, you're so used to things um, built a certain way, that the moment something different comes in, it's hard to receive. And please understand that sometimes the most difficult thing as pastor to a fellowship or to a ministry like this is because it's not traditional, right? And so I have nothing to compare it to. As a pastor, it's difficult because how do I compare something that behold, he comes and do a new thing about? And so I'm challenged even as a leader to what shall I render, not just to you, Lord, but the things you've given me, because I really want people to understand that in you, this is how ministry moves. This is how life moves. This is how we actually gain access to something greater than ourselves. And sometimes I have to be, I have to be reminded not to fall trap and to, in the traditional sense of God's word, right? Because it's personal to me, right? So even when I share, whoever you hear God share the word to, you have to learn how to separate his word from the actual person. Because if you don't, then you're going to get a part of it that may not apply to you. It may not work for you. It may not move for you. This is why we always end these fellowships with questions, comments, and concerns. Why? Because until it's becoming personal, it'll always be questionable, right? You're always going to question the very thing you're challenged with when it comes to someone else sharing it. And so tonight, you know, even as I sat back and, and please know that it's important for you guys to hear my voice. I understand that. I just don't want you to get caught up 
and who Pastor Alex is. I want you to get caught up on who God is. Who is he to you? What does he say to you? How does he move in you, in your family, in your household? Because we have been, we've been dictated to long enough. And I, it's okay. I, I believe in scripture when it talks about honoring those who labor among you, honoring your leadership. But please know that God is mindful of you. God is mindful of what you're going through. God is mindful of the things that are important to you. And no one, no one on this planet has every answer when it comes to God's instructions, when it comes to heavenly things. All we can do is ask God, God, how? How do I serve your people? How do I move in behalf of your people? How do I speak to your people? And so I remember someone saying something. I know we do this often. There's times I'll call upon leadership and I say, hey, can you do this this day? Can you share this day? Every day of our lives, we should be preaching God's word. Every time you're around someone, every time you're hearing someone, every time something is going on, you have the ability in that moment to actually share God's word. What's taking place even right now with Pastor Alex is because someone reached out and shared something that lets me know how in tune I am in hearing God's word, right? So someone can actually call me. If Marcia calls me and says, Pastor Alex, something's been heavy on my heart. This is what it's been. Even with what I have to offer, the moment she opens up her mouth, she renders something different, right? She allows me to sit back and say, okay, is this a message for me or for God's people? What goes on in our lives? Honestly, what goes on every day of your life if we're not actually moving and ministering in God's word? And the reason why I want to read Psalms 116 is because it's personal. What shall I render, God? Tell me what it is that I am supposed to offer back to you for all the great things you've done. And most of us actually lose, mm, most of us lose our compassion because we lose our placement. The moment God moves for us and it becomes personal, we celebrate God until the next thing starts to happen. And the very next thing that starts to happen challenges our position. How many of us have been challenged in our Christian walk? How many of us have been challenged with, when God does something for us, the moment life comes in? And this is why there is something specific about what David was saying. Like, what shall I render to you? Because sometimes I can forget God. I, for, I can forget all these magnificent things you've done that I can actually forget what to give back. Because here's the reality. The reason why God wants us to celebrate him is because he gets glory in our benefits, right? So if God does something for you and you benefit from that, the reality is he wants us to give back to him what's due him. And what's due to him? Everything he's ever done for us. He wants back his glory. 
right? He shares his glory with no man. So there are times when we're lifting up, when you're in your personal space and you're thanking God and you're lifting up your hands and you're rendering back to him all the things that he has done for you. But how quickly do we lose that posture? How quickly do we find ourselves into the next thing where we're actually asking God, that was good, but what about this? That was fine, but what about this? I can appreciate that, but what about this? And so please know for the next few weeks on Wednesday, I'm really gonna be talking about our posture. I'm really gonna be talking about where are we when it comes to what God has done and what he continues to do for us. And the reason I wanted to hear from Daphne because she had no idea that even when she reached out, she was actually tapping into something that God was gonna speak about anyway. But the fact that she has those questions, those facts that she has those concerns, I just want us to be mindful. I, I do want us to be mindful because we have, unfortunately, we forget. If it was up to me, I would love the merge to happen every day of our lives, right? I would love those moments to happen every day, but what happened when the moment is a moment? What happens when God speaks to you in the actual space you want him to, and then all of a sudden life comes back in and we actually forget right after? We're an emotional, we're emotional creatures. We move on a lot of our emotions and we forget that spiritual things cause for spiritual actions, right? It's the things that nobody will see. It's the thing that causes us to go into that secret place, right? It causes us to get into a space and a place we're not used to. Why? Because what we see far affects us more than what we actually tap into. And let me just explain it this way. When God is moving in the spirit realm, how much do our flesh has to take a back seat? How much do our flesh actually challenges what God is doing? How much does our flesh interrupt what actually God wants to do in our lives? And it becomes a heavy weight because the moment we're tapping in, do you not know that the moment you tap into spiritual things, the enemy is quick to respond about why what you're feeling, what you're going through is not a reality. Because he goes after the word. The very thing that comes out of your mouth is the very thing he goes after. If you are a woman of God, then, if you are a man of God, then, and then he gives you instructions behind it. If you're this deep, then make this happen. If it's that good, then make this happen. And we're actually challenged because he's just doing the very thing scripture tells us he's going to do, which is the moment you start to speak and stand on something that contradicts who he is, he's coming after it. 
And there's a plenty and plenty of time where we actually are ministering out of a space where God actually took us out of. Choose ye this day who you're going to serve. God takes us out. He moves us. He gives us instruction. But life says you haven't escaped. Life says you're not where you think you are. Life says, no, it, this is what this is going to be. And we're challenged because God's word is the very thing that holds true to everything about our lives. And we're affected by the things around us. We're affected by what we see. We're affected by what we hear. We're affected by all these things. And then God is saying, she choose you, you choose. You choose what you're going to do on today. You take the opportunity. And when you do, you'll start to understand what you'll be able to render back to me. Right? If you were to gain access to something that benefits your life, your life immediately responds back to the thing that causes the benefits. And as people of God, we see and we watch God do, do so many amazing things, but we're challenged. We're challenged with the fact that we don't know if he's consistent. We don't know how true this is. We don't know, can he continue to, to do what he's doing? Because life, life is so challenging. But it's something that cannot be taught. And, then, and, and listen to what I'm saying. Please know that my heart and the posture of my heart is not so much to preach the word than it is to live the word. So if I can stand and stay consistent, even when you don't hear me, you will have to see me. And if you see me and you see that there's a consistency about it, if you see how real this is in my life, then there's a lot of things I may not have to say. And I think too, all, too many times we speak out of pocket. In other words, we're sharing what we're still trying to believe. We're speaking what we're still struggling with. And I wanted us to position ourselves to find out what are we rendering to God? If there are actual benefits, right? So if there are actual benefits to what God is doing and we're rendering to him and we're saying, God, how do I thank you for all of what you're doing? Or are we challenged because we're still struggling with what God is doing? What he's actually sharing with us, what he's actually trying to speak to us and through us. Have you ever gotten to a place in your life where it seems like you say the same thing over and over and over again? And God is saying, don't stop saying it. When you think about your children, you say, don't do that. Don't touch that. Please, whatever you do, make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. They do the total opposite. And God is saying, keep saying it. Keep sharing it. Keep loving on them. Keep believing in them. Because once upon a time, you were them. There's something about the sensitivity of one's heart 
when you realize that you're the woman at his feet that's pouring out everything that you have, right? That the very people who know God, the very disciples who are with them will question and say, why is she doing all that? That's too much. She's pouring out too much. She's giving too much. And then Jesus' response is, is that to the one who's been forgiven much, to the one who I have covered, to the one who I, think about what he's done in your life. Honestly, just take a moment and think about what God has done in all the years of your life. Just take the time to think about God. I remember when I spoke to you about this. God, I remember when I cried out and I had no idea even how to come out. God, I remember when I was single and I never thought I would be with someone. I remember, God, when I asked for children, you gave it to me. I, I remember, God, that even when I didn't understand, I trust and I believe and I, and I, I put them back in your hands and life comes back to say it didn't happen quite that way. And the reason why we're having a difficult time rendering back to God is because we actually forget what he's done in all the years that he's done it. Tonight, I wanted, I wanted all of us to just think. Just think. Taste and see, right? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Take time out to really ask yourself, in the time I've been with him, in all the things he's done, in the midst of it all, pain, disappointment, I found myself this weekend, I was, I was just, just sharing my life with someone. And it became such a reminder of all the things that God continues to do for me. So my life has to be based on the fact that when I wake up in the morning and I deal with the world, talk to the world in behalf of all those things, he says, Alex, you're in this world, but you're not of it. There is something that you have that the world actually waits for. So someone came to me and said, Alex, do you ever have a bad day? My response was, yes, but you can't see it. The reason why I said that, it wasn't because I was trying to be self-righteous. It's just that you have to be somebody very, very important in my life to actually see something that costs me something. Does that make sense? I'm not just gonna freely give you something that I work hard and I know God sees my posture and sees my position. You just can't, you just can't gain access to something that can be detrimental to you because what I present and who I am in him is everything to me. So he who dwells in the secret place 
So guess what? There are times in that pain, there's time in that disappointment, I go to the secret place. Why? Because the moment someone sees something that they're so used to seeing in you, it actually takes away from the very thing you're trying to present to them. So the reason why I have to have a good attitude, the reason why I present myself and I smile and I let people understand the joy of the Lord is my strength is because there's something you need that's far greater than my feelings, far greater than my emotions, far greater than what I can actually even share. Because the demonstration of God is to allow you to understand there's consistency in my fruit. There's consistency in how, and there are times where, please know that when people see that consistency, they want to see it every day. And there's times you can't provide that. There's times you just can't provide allowing people to just pull and pull and take and take, knowing, knowing that there is something they need to do to gain access to you, right? I shared with someone, isn't it amazing that when family disappoint us, there's a certain place we put them because we know they're family and we always come back. But the moment a stranger disappoint, we cut them off. The moment someone outside of our norm does something, we cut it off. And God is trying to share with us, who are your family members? Who are the people that, do you minister in a place of comfort? Do you share your life when it's convenient and comfortable to you? Or does your life demonstrate something to everyone who comes in contact with you? If a stranger says, I love you, can you receive it just as much as a family member saying it? If someone who doesn't know receives far more than the person who does know, does that change how you minister? I'm constantly listening. I'm constantly trying to observe where God's people are. Because even as a minister of his gospel, even as a pastor, I'm careful because I can't be the only voice in the vineyard. There are too many out there. And I remember sharing with someone and I said, hey, I'm ministering to people now I've never in my life thought I could. I'm in a place now in my life that I never thought I would be in. But I don't want the people who God has sent to ever feel I'm disengaged or to ever feel I'm apart or to ever feel what happened to Pastor Alex. Please know that everything my wife and I do, we do with you guys in mind. Please know I'm working to actually establish kingdom here on earth. And for those who've been with this ministry for some time, you guys have a right to check it, right? When we were in that small little apartment in Los Angeles, I'm talking what we're actually living right now. There is no different, I, I believe there's no different in my message 
I really believe that. I really believe that there is nothing we can't gain access to. I really believe there is nothing God is going to withhold from us. I actually believe that with all the things we have gone through, what, what shall separate us? And this is why Psalms 116 is so important because I'm so busy trying to render back. God, you've been so kind. God, you've done so much. I need to render back to you for all your benefits. But what does that look like? Am I ministering to your people properly, God? Am I living amongst your people properly? We've talked about what God shares in this ministry, right? I, I say it often that God, I'm so blessed because I believe that God only sends leaders. But what happens when you become a part of something, they actually challenge your leadership? I get an amen until I actually challenge your leadership. I'm okay until I actually allow you to understand the importance of your existence. It hurts to lead because you actually don't know who's following. Can I say that again? It hurts to lead because you don't actually know who's following. So it's easy to get under something and just say, you, you do it, you do it, you do it. Because the cost of people loving you today and hating you tomorrow is a lot. The weight of people rejecting you in the midst of your love. And then God has to become a constant reminder and say, Alex, they're not doing that to you. They're not disappointed in you. They're actually disappointed in me. And it allows you to continue to press forward because this gospel, this good news, is the greatest thing that Alex Panera has ever encountered. It blows my mind every day to be a part of this. It challenges me every day to be a part of this. But when disappointment comes, I still have to ask myself, Lord, what shall I render to you for all the great benefits? God, how do I stand in your presence when life is giving me everything to pull away from you? What should I do when the world comes at me and you have been for me? Moving forward, I'm going to need each and every one of you to really check your surroundings. I need you to do that. I need you to check and see what's hindering us from rendering to God. What's affecting us more than his love towards us? What's saying to us, it's not that deep. And let me just share this. Can you really pay close attention to your surroundings? I talked to a pastor and I told him, I said, you know what, you know, as excited as we get about people, all we do is swap them. 
They go from one place to the next place. They leave one ministry to be a part of your ministry. They get disappointed and they move on. But how many of us are actually challenging them and saying, where did you come from? What happened? Are we actually reaching the loss? Or are we just swap membering? We're swap member. We swap membership. When are we going to actually affect the lost? When are we going to actually minister to those? If the world is waiting for our arrival, why do we get so caught up in people who should know better? Who should know better? So forgive me, um, because tonight, even as I sh even as I shared, and I and I took time just to to hear God's word. All I kept hearing was, "Alex, what will you render to me?" How far away am I? from all the benefits he's given. Let me tell you something about a miracle. A miracle can't exist with you setting it up, right? Because a miracle comes in and it does things that far exceeds our expectations, right? It literally, the blessings of God overtake us. It overwhelms us. We can't even grasp it. So even when we come together and we know how powerful God is, his miracles, signs and wonders actually supersede our human comprehension. So why are we challenged with the very God who does all these great benefits? What is it about us that continuously want more from him? What is it about us that's not actually satisfied? What is it about us that wait for the next conference? What is it about us that wait for the next uh, uh, a person to pour into our life? What is it about us that we can't stay in the posture of his great, magnificent, beautiful, life-giving? What is it about us that waits? for the next thing to happen. What is it about us that a miracle is only a miracle for a short time? What is it about us that he can pour and give us back life and the very thing he gives us, we give back to him and we're challenged with? What is it about us? that struggles in ways that even when he gives answers, we compete with him about his benefits. What is it about us that causes us to question when someone else says, well, it didn't happen quite that way. What is it about us that forgets how powerful God is, that doesn't become that reminder. Have you 
have you ever been asked a question that actually challenges the individual? In other words, and I, I can say this, has anybody come up to you and just say, you know what, I don't know what it is about you, but why don't you respond this way? I don't know what it is about you, but why is it that you don't do this? And then it opens up a door where we can minister the word of God to people. What is it about us? So God was sharing with me today as well. He says, Alex, most people don't like to give it up. I need you to hold on to that for a second because giving it up, think about this for a minute. If you've ever been somewhere and, and, and before you actually see what's going to be presented, somebody will come and say, I need you guys to give it up for, and we'll hand clap, right? We haven't received anything. We just give gratitude to something that someone else says, I need you to give it up for. So we get on our feet, we'll clap our hands. We don't clap quite as hard until we actually see what the person we're clapping for is gonna actually present. To the point where most times they say, let's give it up for, it happens in the beginning. Once we get an encounter with what is standing before us, the next time they come and they say, let's put our hands together for, let's give it, let's give it up for, there's a different approach because we actually receive something that benefits us. When's the last time we really gave it up to God? So giving it up does a couple things. Giving it up actually is a surrender, but it's also a posture we need to have with an expectation. Right? So if we give it up because he's God, we surrender, we lift up, we, 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 we give to him all that's deserving of him. What happens? What happens when we forget that the very thing that we need to share with him is because we already know before he does anything, he is who he is. Or do we wait for the next performance? Do we wait for the next attraction? Do we wait? What shall we render? If there are no benefits to God in your life, then there's nothing to render. But Pastor Alex will never forget. In 26 years of ministry, I can almost still see myself on a park bench in New York City, sleeping in my own vomit. I can almost still sense and feel the places I've put myself in that he actually pulled me out of. I render everything because of all his benefits. And Kehal, please understand and I can say this without any reservation, there is no ministry in the world that's doing what we're doing. Nobody on this line is exempt to actually connecting to the very thing they wanna to connect to. As a pastor, if there's anyone on this line that doesn't have access to me, then woe to you. Because I have never 
ever tried to position myself to be above anyone when it comes to God's people. I pray that I just want to share from my heart. I just want to give from a place that's a real place to me because my heart goes out to those who actually do not understand. And for those of us, there's no animosity. There is nothing we talk, I don't allow anyone to put their mouths on any person who chooses to do what they do. Let me tell you, if, if you really wanna know you're locked into God, the moment you can pray for your enemies, genuinely, because you actually feel for them because they actually don't know what they're doing. I rambled enough. Any questions, comments, concern? Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.